special October Halloween episode of Sorcery and Shenanigans. I'm your DM Wayne. Meet the rest of the team now in a second, but quickly, our usual housekeeping stuff. We're going to talk about our sponsors, get that out of the way, and thank them very much for their ongoing sponsorship. First, we have Dublin City Comics, our long-term sponsor, fantastic group of people. Do go check them out on Cable Street or on their website, uh, dublincitycomics.ie. Uh, they've supported us from the start and they are a great bunch of people and really do deserve your patronage and your support. Um, they have all manner of stuff from comic books to action figures, uh, brand new, secondhand. Um, they do everything. They're absolutely fantastic. They've got a great kids section actually that I raided only last week and I bought a lot of books for my daughter. So I highly recommend checking them out. Um, and then secondly, we have Dakota Irish, our ongoing sponsor, again for Campaign 2, uh, is Dakota Irish, a fantastic Irish company that make all sorts of TTRPG stuff, from dice trays to actual dice, um, beautifully handmade woodwork stuff. They also have official Dungeons & Dragons merchandise, uh, a plethora of other things from like dragon-shaped candles and folders to keep all your cards in it's just fantastic stuff so you can check them out on dakotairish.com but they also have given us a fantastic discount code for their website which is down there it's dying light ale for this month same discount code as last month we just extended it into this month and uh, because it just kind of fits the whole halloweeny feel of dying light ale um so yeah there are two sponsors and without further ado who are the rest of the group here we are now you can straight off the bat see that myself and Darren made no fucking effort at all. And the ladies have completely outdone us. Um, so, yeah. So, let me just check and see. I think audio. Acting up here once. Give us an L. Hello. Hell yeah. Hello. All right. Were you, were you making any sound there a second ago? Or were you just all posing? Nope. We, no, were we were just posing. Oh, we were okay. Absolutely. So Actually, silence. Okay, well, maybe the audio was fine. It just you just weren't talking. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we're having a moment. So, yeah. So, as you can see, both Kim and Jill are doing a fantastic job as actually being their characters of Grey and Zilzara. And then myself and Jaren are like two spare tits here. Well, teleport polymorphed into a human, he'll probably look like this. So, you know, if I'm future cosplaying... Right. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I do. I do have two pumpkins here. That's about as far as I went. So yeah, that's impressive. My pumpkins are up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, fair play to both these Kim and Jill went full out. Uh, Kim, your ears are slightly off camera, so you want to just yeah, you can, you can. You can. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So yeah, full full uh, hog, uh, Jill, full on Ziltara drow, but even the ears, the ears were yeah, I got, I got ears some nice from... little ears. And um, I did, I will say, I did debate painting myself grey. I have a bit of a silver sheen at the moment, but I didn't obviously want to come across as making any kind of attempt at blackface because absolutely no, no. Um, I didn't want to upset anybody. So this is. It was the Grey is half orange, half black, and I wasn't doing that either. <laughs> I, I did do my best to grow oh. fur, but Darren, that's an interesting point. If Lopan was going to uh, polymorph into a human, he would probably pick a rather large one. Like he would go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go yeah. bigger like picking really, really small characters. I think that yeah, whatever I would be probably a giant or something, it would have to be. <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah without further ado folks this is sorcery shenanigans our latest episode our halloween yes! special uh which you know which two of us have definitely made an effort for um but <laughs> we're catching up on what happened the last time the crew of the silver spear including our intrepid adventurers have launched themselves into the void um the group were introduced to the crew by captain ming na uh, they met Karabash, the first mate. They met the two uh, elven kind of spelljammers or helms, helmsmen that steered the ship. And they met a, a kind of a colourful group of crew members who gave them a rundown of the day-to-day life of the Silver Spear. As they were travelling through the void towards the essential, not so much home base, but base of operations of the crew called the Flotsam, uh, something strange happened. There seemed to have been a crack in the void that while the ship was travelling at high speeds almost damaged the ship if it wasn't for the intervention of both Grey and Zilzara to help uh, the two helmsmen divert the ship and skip away from where the damage was. But part of the debris from the crack in the void found its way onto the ship which was then found by Lopan. And we left himself and the cleric of the ship, or the sawbones of the ship, uh, one Merrick, Merrick the cleric, um, <laughs> investigating this large, roughly jagged looking, what looks like a jewel, some form of kind of cerulean, void shaped, void colored, roughly cut gem um, that when Lopan picked it up, he saw. A gleaming gold eye. That's where we left off. Um, Where we pick up, everyone now finds themselves standing around a large uh, kind of round table in Captain Mingna's quarters in her office at the back of the ship. Um, The jewel sits in the center of the large table with all of you crowded around it. Everyone looking at this concern across everyone's face. The ship is still moving at high speeds through the void. Um, you've got about a day's travel left before you hit the flotsam, before you reach your destination. And main members of the crew, including Bright Eyes is there as well, because he also witnessed this thing being found, as well as Merrick and Karabash, Captain Mingna and Utri. As you all gather around this table, looking at this gem, as Lopan recounts how he found it on the deck. That is where we're going to start off. So, you are all in this room. Is there anything you want to do or say at this point that you all stare at this gym? Wait, does um, this 
I'll go on, Lee. Can I, uh, am I close enough? Can I cast Identify? You can, yeah. Okay, if if I'm permitted, I reach in slow enough for somebody to stop me, like, uh, you know, uh, superior to stop me. But I'm just going to put a paw on uh, the gem and cast Identify at first level. Um, it's definitely magical. But you can't really tell if there's any spells impacting on this gem. There's definitely an arcane home of some sort off it, but it's broken. And you feel like it's like it's like you're running your hand across, like, you know, that when you run your hand across sandpaper, that's yeah. what it feels like. It feels rough. And roll me a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, this should tell me. I mean, if if the spell is successful, it should tell me. Yeah, yeah. What created and everything. Okay, and uh, let's do this. What you got? That one. Oh wow! What a oh, way to start yeah. the episode. It should come uh, up in the game log there. Just, yeah, I, just, I just to. Just to just uh, let everyone share. Oh yeah, there share. it is. So in that one plus one to refer to a total of two, um, but oh. um, you are your hand, your fingers are gently brushing across it, tentatively touch this, and you cast the spell, and you feel a a kind of a pulsation move up your fingers and up your arm, and while you definitely can feel some form of arcane energy contained within this jet. Whatever this is, like it's like a dark shard of glass. There is a brief flash, and you just see this pair of golden eyes flash in your mind, as if they just zoom straight towards you. Did I find its weakness? You didn't find you didn't find any properties or any weakness to it. You just discovered that it's definitely arcane of nature, and it feels broken. Something broken with those golden piercing eyes that just flash out in your mind. Make you withdraw your hand and stumble backwards uh, as you kind of catch yourself uh, as you just before you fall and you kind of blink your eyes open. Um, but there's the tingling sensation up your fingers. And it, as you look down, you can see like it's as if it's just like not so much glitter, but it's there's a sparkling numb feeling on your fingertips. You can see there's something glowing and then it just dissipates off the end. Oh. It left a residue that for a second, but but it wasn't an actual physical residue. It was an energy, so it's gone. Yeah, that you can. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna turn to me mates, mm. and uh, I'm gonna ask them. Did you see that? Did you did you see what happened? Did we see that? Oh, you saw. From your perspective, you saw Gray reach out, and as Gray touched the the kind of shard, um, there was no flash of light. There was no, you didn't see any golden eyes or anything like that. You just saw Gray touch it, and then there was a slight kind of like a wisp of 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 sparks, and then Gray just retracted his hand, pulled back, and stumbled. Well, Lopan's going to assume uh, that Gray seen what he's seen out on the deck. So he's like, oh, do you see the eye? 
yeah, like you bet we, we better be on our toes because like they usually come in, in like in pairs, like so. Like the other one could be around here somewhere, like you know. Yeah, is it a, a is it a is it a sending stone? Is it connected to someone I else? I didn't like if it'd been in the air, I probably would have said something, but it's an eye, so like we didn't think it would hear me, like. And I, yeah. I heard to the other crew members, does this happen a lot? Like, do do like eyeballs in crystal drop from the I can't say sky, but you know what I'm saying, like. Carabash kind of looks at the captain and she kind of is looking at this thing, puzzled look on her face. She's like, we've seen a lot of strange things out here. Um, I, 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 I don't think I've seen anything like this. You, did you say? And she kind of turns to both Zill and Grey. You had an experience with the twins when you were helping them steer move the ship there was something they they informed me of uh, occurrence it, it, it seemed to be that space itself broke and it, when she says this Carabash kind of looks up a bit and kind of you recall I can't remember I'm trying to remember he had he did told you about the the ship that they found that was yeah. folded in on itself in space yeah. and he kind of he kind of as a, 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 you see this look of, of recognition go across his face. Like, not the other ships. Uh, he looks down and he's like, this is, this is part of the, this is part of the fracture. He kind of realizes, you see the realization on his face. This is, this is debris from the fracture space. Uh, and he kind of just takes takes a step back a bit. Um, Ray and Ray and Lopan, mm -hmm. you are aware that Bright Eyes has been circling behind, kind of around the table, slowly, just walking in his kind of very not foppish way, but kind of like nervous way as he's kind of eyeing up this thing, moving behind you all, just slowly around the table. But he's not kind of he's not coming close to the table as such. He's just behind you. It's just you're aware of him. With your passive perception, you're aware of him being there. Um Merrick kind of steps forward. He's like I do believe um this is definitely debris of some sort, but seeing what happened to our friend here and he gestures to gray i would ad advise about not maybe touching it with your bare hands or paws or whatever appendages you may have i can seal it away and keep it safe until we reached flotsam and maybe we could have it studied in some way but right now i think it's in our best interest to not interfere with it and, and keep it at definitely at Arm's length, if not further away from everyone. Maybe um, we should. Uh, sorry, like I was just thinking, like if it, if that's dangerous, like you're saying, don't touch it. Thank God, I I wear gloves, like. But like, should we check the deck for more? I do believe you have a very good point, my good friend. Yes, I think, I think, and he turns to the captain. I think, with captain, we should have the crew search. Um, who knows what has 
spilled onto the deck or attached itself to the bow of the ship. Um, yeah, protect your deck. I snuck the Tina Turner one past just earlier. And I know. I'm, I know, I'm sorry. There's no sneak in Wu-Tang. Um, I'll do better. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of see Merrick kind of move away and he comes back with a, a small box that's big enough to hold whatever this is. Um, this point, as you're all kind of focused on this, there is a strange noise from the back of the room as if something clanged. And things start to fall over like there's a lamp and a few bits of books on shelves and you hear a clang, clang, boom, 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 boom. Do any of you turn? Yeah. Yeah. All of you? Yeah. All of you turn and you just see stuff from shelving and a lamp that was in the corner um, that was hooked on the wall fall and it cracks and hits the ground and there's a bit of flame that catches on some dry parchment. And as you turn to see this, there is a, a strange crack and a smell of ozone in the air and then smoke fills the room. And you hear shouting and scuffling and uh, furniture moving. Um, can everyone give me a perception check with disadvantage? Um, as this purple, thick purple smoke just emanates out from whatever kind of section of the ground. You hear a kind of a flash and it's... 15 for me. Okay. 14. Oh, this is all with disadvantage, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, it would have been, yeah. I rolled this. The first one was a 16, so it would have been a 20. My so first one was 21, yeah. 10, so it's only a 14. Very perceptive lot. Hmm? My, uh, I got 14. My first one was a uh, 19. <laughs> Holy shit. Hold on to those good rolls. You might need them for I later. I know, right? Oh, yeah, good thing we don't need them. Um, so you all, like, the, the distraction holds your attention for a second but Karabash is already moving to kind of stomp out the lamp you all turn just as you see with those rolls everyone sees this you see bright eyes now standing upright even at this with those perceptive checks his posture has completely changed and you see him throw a pellet on the ground <laughs> smoke just billows up from it as it flashes and cracks and thing and you just see him dash towards into the smoke in the direction of the table there is a scuffle. You hear Merrick cry out. Ugh! You see him. You hear a thud as if something heavy hits the ground. And then the door to Captain Mignaz's quarters swings open. And the, the ghost of air that comes into the room starts to blow the smoke out. And you can see uh, Bright Eyes just disappearing out the doorway. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm, I give chase. Did he take Pancy, 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 pants. Toe beans, toe beans, pants, pants. Off we go. Um, so Gray just immediately bounds through the smoke. You see it whoo, swift around him, and he beelines for the door. What are you? What are you two doing? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If I can see on the table where the the, the shard we were looking at with the eyeball, if I can see that and see it's gone, then I will take after him. If it's oh. there, I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna get you to give me another perception check with yeah, this no advantage. As the no. smoke is kind of billowing up around I'll, that now. Oh, sorry. I'll. I was because I'm a, I I've kind of seen this play before, 
um, the old bait and switch where you focus on one while the other. Well, that's where a low pan's going. Oh, yeah, so nice. If the, oh, if the, the crystal is gone, then we'll we'll go after him. But if it's there, I want to protect that. So I will. Okay. Low pan kind of here's all this. And it's like, oh, uh, and he'll hop over and jump on the table. So literally, cool. I'll be right next to it where it was. Yeah, Not there's always a fire when it's Tomo's round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Tomo's a bit of a bull when it comes to that. Like, you know, like he's always adamant about the rounds. Like, 100%. That's in, that's in character. So I'll completely allow that. You don't even have to give me a roll. Brilliant. You will bound up onto the table and you're, you basically land in uh, like on all fours as you stand over where you think the crystal should be. And it's. I'll quickly say it to um, everyone that, like, I think he's robbed it. The little butt. And I, I'll remember that I'm, meant, you know, I'm surrounded by other people and I'll stop that. But doing me other, I think uh, uh, as, a, as a bonus action, Thieves can like do another move. So uh, I, I just want to be as quickly, now that I've spotted that, I'm quickly heading out, you know, hopping after Grey. Yeah, you're you're high, right behind Grey. Yep. Grey disappears around the, the, the doorway. You're bounding right behind him. Zill, what are you doing? There's no point in me going after them as well. There's already two on the case. Nope. I'm actually um, going to say that out loud. And <laughs> 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 um, be like, so um, how screwed are we if that little shit gets away with that crystal? Um, Car- Carabash at this point is only noticing what's going on because he's been stomping out a small flame and he looks up and he's like, what? Oh, fuck. Uh, and yeah. he look over. He looks over. You see, Merrick is now sprawled on the ground on his back, and he's like, <coughs> as he's coughing. That little chest that he brought over is kind of on the ground beside him, the lid open. Um, and cap the captain is kind of like uh, standing over a carabash. She looks up as well, straight away draws her blades. Like, I suppose we better go after the fucker, and she starts to bound out as well. Gray and Lopan, as you make it out onto the deck. You look and the deck that we're still you're still in kind of high transit and the, the kind of space is just zipping past um and you see as look ahead as you kind of start to look around you can see bright eyes is about 20 20 to 30 feet away on the deck at the at the edge looking over and you see him rummaging in a in a small bag on his back the one that he one that he carries He's rummaging into it and he takes out another item um, and he's kind of looking. He sees you and there's a slight panic in his eyes and he, he kind of seems to be clasping on his chest as a handful of shirt um, and you see a, the, you can just see the, the silver necklace around his neck and he has this thing, whatever this is, is in his hand and he kind of looks at you and in two motions he pulls at his shirt, ripping it and pulls the necklace that was there off you see it snap and then with his other hand you can see what looks like this pointed crystalline thing takes it and slams it into the deck of the ship all in one motion is there anything you're doing at this point is there anything you yeah want to can do? I... it's all it's all in one motion so you you can see this about it just see this is happening can i cast tasha's hideous laughter uh will it it'll reach right is he uh, within Tasha's 30 feet of me? Yeah, he is. He's within 30 feet. Okay. I'm going to cast uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter um, at first level. And um, yeah, he's just going to find himself gas for a while. 
uh, and <laughs> cracking himself yeah. up, is he? And hopefully it'll it'll. Um, <laughs> okay, he has hopefully it'll, it'll immobilize him until Zil gets up here and he becomes bright eyes, comma burning like fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Beautiful, I'm done. Beautiful. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. So he has to save a wisdom saving throw. He has to make. Okay. So, uh, okay. I keep forgetting they can avoid it. Roll the natural nineteen plus four. What a dick. Oh. All right. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, if yeah, I'm. I'm still. I never stopped moving. Sure. I never stop uh, moving, so I'm making my way your up. Your movement is... You've got 30 feet of movement, so while he's yeah. doing this, you can make it up to him. Um, so um, that's Trey's go. Lopan, what are you doing? Uh, Lopan is going to say something and do something. He's going to say, as we're running out, was like, do you ever notice that it's always the people with the weird names that do something? Like, this guy's bright eyes, and he's after Robin and I. Like, I don't know. It's just something to think about. And I'm going to shoot is as I see him... <laughs> Bringing down whatever it is to smash it in the deck. I'm going to try and shoot it out of his hand. Um, oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, if I can. If you can. No, by all means, give it a whirl. Do you have any abilities that allow you to target I, um, penalties? I, uh, unfortunately, he's technically already gone. Had he not already gone, I would have probably had a, uh, like, I would have had my assassin. Had the assassin thing. Yeah. But uh, I'm going so, to try it anyway. I got two right. shots, so hopefully. Um, right. he's doing all this yeah go ahead I, I, yeah he's doing all this in one swift motion so he's in the middle of doing this so you're you're gonna have to get him on, i'm gonna have to say you're gonna have to get him on the first shot no worries at all it's a bonus okay. action anyway to do the second yeah. shot so uh right so i'll fuck this up i'm using my halloween dice ah oh, balls <laughs> 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 i'm thinking too hard on what i just said and this is if it's a a philosophical thing or if the gods are you know like my brain is not with it and i i i for the first time forget to put the bolt in and i fire and i'm like oh yeah oh you just hear this twang <laughs> sound it's like oh, it's yeah. i'm looking around to see if anyone ball. was looking so uh, great you're gonna load the second one and go yeah chance yeah so he is he is jabs this christus looks like a crystal dagger into the, right. the deck Ray, you just get to him as it pulses. And as he's ripping off the medallion, he starts to shift and change and twist as you see his form grow. Fur, his snout elongates, ears pop up. <laughs> as this seven and a half foot tall werewolf stands over you. No! Shit. Uh, he looks down. You see him holding in his hand this silver chain and on the end of it, a wolf's head. Uh, shaped medallion as it's just swinging in his hand. He's like, right. As he looks I down, think he's snarling. Gray thinks this amulet is causing this, and then and, and, uh, I'm gonna try and do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do some egotry. I think <laughs> egotry. I like it. I, love it. I kinda. Uh, I think I'm going to try and do a, a, a um, because, you know, I am a tabaxi, not an actual house cat, but I'm still going to try. This lad's huge. Beast. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about five foot six. So I'm like, I'm not tiny, but I'm still going to try and do a cat trying to get 
passed you out the door up your sleeve and whatever. I'm going to try and get the amulet. Okay. With with claws and and uh, acrobatics. So you were attacking him and then trying to get it from his grasp, or is it a straight gonna, thing? Going to head straight for it. Right. So going to head just... straight for that. If I need to use him as a clambering post, I will. I will dig claws into him, but I'm not attacking him. I'm going for the thing and using him as a foothold if I have to. So you're just trying, are you trying to pull it from his grasp? Yeah. I'm trying to get it and with my um, momentum. uh, I'm going to need two things from you here, okay? Yes. It's going to be an acrobatics check. Yeah. And then it's going to be a, a contested strength check as well. Because you're trying right, to grab, yeah. grab it, pull it from him. So he's holding it. Right. But he's holding okay. it by the chain. Oh, no, yeah. he's holding it from the end of it. And it's you can see the chain that's swinging. The medallion yes. is swinging. Yes. Because so, he just ripped it straight off. He um, did. So give me an acrobatic check because you're going to try and clamber up. Very dramatic. A, a, a All right. Because he's mid kind of change. Have we heard the kerfuffle back in the in the where we are? Since um, he's just, just I'm, I'm wondering whether Z might hear what's going on, and and because she hasn't relapsed. No, you can, <laughs> you can give, you can give me a perception check to see if you've heard anything. So great, you okay. give me your acrobatics check, and then a contested right. strength uh, check against this dude. Okay, got an eighteen. An acrobatics. Hey, that's good. Yay! Okay, yeah. yeah. I have to do a strength roll though. Strength roll. Seventeen. Yes. I rolled two. <laughs> I had a minus one. I had a minus there, one there strength. I rolled an eighteen, and it okay. was hey, Tibbs. <laughs> Tibbs got very excited at that. It was, it was the acrobatics check. Tibbs, that, Tibbs. It was the acrobatics check. Um. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, I was really, and the, the even the virtual dice, they they some sick programmer programmed it to teeter sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. i was literally like this but i rolled an 18 yeah so very good so you basically as he's morphing and changing and his body is his arms are elongating and the snout is like full on think american werewolf london the howling situation robert picardo bubbling head type thing as he just and you just bound up the body and just reach out and just grab the medallion and reef it from his shifting hand grasp as it becomes loose as sweat and blood it just kind of like just slips out and you pull the medallion free just as the device that he's rammed into the deck <laughs> cracks and explodes and Zilzara you definitely hear that um, yeah well I rolled a 12 anyway so um, you heard yeah. a commotion and a kerfuffle on the deck but then you hear the well I better go rescue those guys um Ray you are enveloped with this creature in a large green gaseous smoke that pours out from this device and starts to spread across the deck of the ship Lopan it hits you and you're just like as you feel it and there's like a tingle and a sensation to it as your mind goes swimming Grey you are like hanging on to this werewolf for dear life Zil if you're coming out of the room Captain Mingna is just ahead of you as she comes out her blade drawn you come up behind her Arabash behind you Merrick is still clambering up off the floor the crew are now all kind of like what the fuck and this smoke is just starting to envelop the ship 
and you just feel the deck lurch and Jesus. dip and you can sense it yourself and Zildara you specifically sense this that there's something arcane about this and the ship starts to slow twist in space and turn and dip and then it picks up speed and you can feel it rushing you're getting Lopan you're pushed against the back uh, of the building behind you on the top of the deck Gray you're holding on to this werewolf for dear life who needs to make an acrobatics check yeah, I didn't think I was going to stay on him. I thought I was going to take him. Yeah, you can. This has all happened in one motion, so you can jump off if you want to. Yeah, uh, I'm disengaging. He, yeah. He starts to fall and trips onto the deck because he rolled shite. And he just stumbles backwards. But this whole green gaseous fumes are enveloping the ship now, and you can barely see in front of you. And you just feel that sensation, like you're on a roller coaster where it just hits the top of the roller coaster and goes <laughs> straight down as the ship as the spear just twists through space and you just feel like being, you're being pulled like your body has been stretched and the air is getting squeezed out of your lungs and this is getting worse and worse and tighter and tighter and you feel like you're gonna pop and your face is just contorting and, and then and you just feel the sensation of floating as if you're suspended for a second and the gaseous green smoke around you starts to clear. Then you hear this loud splish, and there's a spray of water from either side of the boat as it splashes up around and clears up onto the deck. And the boat starts to rock and shake as if it's just landed in a body of water. And as the smoke clears, you are all laying on the deck, all start to pick yourself up. And it's 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 nighttime. You look around you and you see a grey cloud filled sky, a large massive moon hanging full in the air. And just in the centre of this moon, off in the distance, sitting atop a cliff, overlooking a large forested area. You see a lone castle. As the grey sky across the moon is suddenly split by a strike of lightning. And the boat just rocks up slowly and kind of not so much beaches itself but lands up against the the side of a, a bank of a river. More lightning strike. Grey, you look up to see the werewolf gather itself. Stand. Look around. It bounds over the side of the ship and vanishes off into the forest as you are picking oh, yourself up. Uh, it's going into the forest. Is it going yeah. into the forest in the direction of the castle? The castle is off in the distance. A good a couple of miles away the forest is off kind of to your right but it seems to envelop the entire the tree line stretches on for forever and you notice that there's a there's just a dense mist hanging in the air now around the bottom of the tree line across these grassy dark grassy fields and you hear that howl echo and as the howl echoes you see you hear another howl Boop. 
Gosh. Off in the distance. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> and then silence again. And the captain is like standing there, like, is everybody okay? Is everybody okay? And she's kind of checking on the crew. Carabash is going around helping people up. And you see, you take in your surroundings and you're banked on a river surrounded by forest. And it's a dark night. There's grey storm clouds on the horizon. And it's starting to lightly rain. Um, that is your surroundings. What are the group doing? So, um, my first instinct is to follow this wolf. And then I'm like, why? 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 Are you do- why would you do that? And then once I realize there's more than one, I'm like, oh, okay, we're just in werewolf country. I look around and I see that everyone from the deck of the ship is here. But the ship isn't here, is that right? No, the ship is there. You're on the ship. Oh, the ship, ship is, is there. The ship is, oh, ship is, okay. Think of it as a weighing anchor in this river, but it's, right. it's lolling up against the bank of this thing. And you hear the crew as they're like, why the anchor? And they drop the anchor and it starts to kind of calm down a bit. And you have, it's now anchored and it's settled. And they're kind of, everyone's starting to gather themselves and take in their surroundings. Okay. So. Uh, a dark and this. dreary evening. I love it. <laughs> um, I know, yeah, I, I, I mind myself. Turn around to the guys. And I'm like, so we're in werewolf country. Um, uh, you first of all, you're right, Gray, like, because you're up close with that, 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 that thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it was that's why it didn't bite you or anything, did it? No, no. I'm glad that glad that worked out. That yeah. thing. So full moon, thing changed into a wolf. You know what that means, don't you? Where gnomes are about, bollocks. <laughs> Gotta watch out for them. Are they worse than werewolves? Why would yeah, they Yeah, because they, they go for your knees. Like, <laughs> so you don't see it coming, like. At least with the werewolves, like, they're huge. Although, well, for you guys, they're not for me. They're, like... But anyway, like, so that's two problems. I um, turn around to the crew, and I'm like, uh, I got the impression Bright Eyes was like someone's nephew or something. I, I mean, he seemed like he seemed like a mismatch, you know, with the rest of the crew. But I presumed he was uh, there through nepotism or something. I, I, I don't know. Um, how has he been on your ship more than a month? Carabash kind of like hangs his head. Oh, I'm going to have a word with the quartermaster in soon when we get there. Carabash, um, sorry, Bright Eyes was, <sighs> he apparently was a crew member from another ship that went down and he survived along with three others. And the three others decided not to travel and he wanted to keep going, really wanted to serve on the spear. Oh, he begged no. and pleaded. And I taught him a foppish young lad. Didn't expect this. I mean, who could? Who was expecting that? Have you ever seen a werewolf? Um, once. Um, but he was a friend. Oh. Uh, this is, this is, the car rush is kind of looking around. We've obviously traveled somewhere. Whatever they did, whatever brought us here. Whatever that, and he looks back and you can see where the deck is where he sh- 
jam this kind of crystalline, large crystalline dagger. There's all a huge scorch mark across the deck and the runes and the kind of the arcane runes that are, in, are kind of gray, engraved in the deck, decking are all burnt away. Um, like a large kind of like, kind of like a star shaped explosion outwards. And they're singed and the wood is cracked and burnt and charcoaled. And he's like, we're going to have to make repairs before we can try and even travel out of here. Is it repairable? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we, uh, we'll... And you, can, you see Merrick comes out, and Merrick is, like, rubbing his head and looks down. Oh, we can get the engineers. Look at this, no problem. Um, I, this is this is small. We've had worse. And he kind of goes, you see him go off and start gathering some of the crew um, to get ready for repairs. I, I think this might take... It might take a day at, at most. Um, but... Clearly... Whatever that thing was, that, that bastard stole, it was important enough for him to break whatever cover he had. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of starting to look like we're going to have to go spend the night in the castle. <laughs> I don't see nothing else around here. I, but, I don't uh, think I'll be able to sleep for, like, you know, several hours. So, like, I, I don't think I want to sleep in the castle, but I'll go along, like, well, we could go look. I, I, I mean, we could sleep on the ship, but uh, it's kind of feeling kind of feels like the right thing to do. I don't know. Does that make sense? Well, well, uh, like um, you know, being being uh, from the Feywild, like you know, I'm uh, under the an ancient rule now to get that under the rule of finders keepers, like you know. <laughs> so uh, I can't be letting him like wander off. Like I got a reputation, like you know. Can't be letting anyone finding out that I let something of mine get like, well, that he he pulled a one eighty on me, like you know, he got away, like he, reputation ruined, like. And if I didn't have one, I'm hoping to build one through getting him and getting this back, like you know. So what you're saying is protect your rep. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ben, I don't want to sound condescending, but I'm really impressed you used the right angle there. I thought, you know, people make. Mistakes, I don't understand though. what that language is, but like your voice hasn't changed, whatever. So like you're not you're sounding like yourself, like so. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, hey, uh, Zill, you want to go on an adventure while the engineers are fixing the ship? Not really. Anything else to do? Is there? Suppose not. <laughs> Have you ever come up against werewolves? Uh, once. <laughs> I, I thought I'd come up against one, but it turned out to be a very, very large dog. But, uh, you know, that's another story. But, like, uh, again, wear gnomes as well. I suggest wearing shin pads. Like, if you're not wearing armor, shin pads. Like, they're vicious. Like, that thing, there's no point protecting me against that thing. That thing's going to eat me solid if it bites me. So, like, you know. Um, but, uh, Tom used to say, you know, like, if you can, always bring a spoon with you. But, like, um, I never understood, like, why you'd be eating. Like, I used to say, there's no spoon. Like, like you know, you bring a dagger. But, like, you know, that's another story. We're losing it this evening, lads. I love it. Uh, <laughs> you're uh, making. <laughs> I know what reference you're making. <laughs> yes. Had to be done. It's Halloween. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, uh, I'm going to tell the squad here that we're just going to go look. I mean... It feels if it, it feels really foolhardy, but there's a castle right there in a spooky forest. I uh, 
you know. You're you're curious then, yes. Yeah, I hope I uh and I hope it's a healthy thing for me. I'm going to ask the maid if she thinks it's me. Oh yeah, bring her. The maid at this point what? you all look up. <clears throat> she is standing at the end of the deck, the far the at the main of the ship, the ram of the ship. She is standing there, her arms out, looking at the moonlight, just taking it all in. And she's just starting to slowly dance and spin on the spot. Mm. Oh, that's nice and creepy. I'm going to walk over to her. Her her robes are like her long, kind of silken, whitish robes, dirt-stained, blood-stained at this point. They're just flowing, and the, the, the soft rain is just drenching her hair a bit. She kind of turns and sees you. Oh, hello. It's a beautiful night. It is actually quite pretty. So, me and the gang, we're going to go on a little adventure. I was wondering if you would fancy joining us. Ship, 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 ship. I was going to go hunt myself. There's plenty of woodlands around here, bound to be something to eat. So, at the very least, you'll be within earshot of us. So, we can take off together, you can hunt. And if we need you, would it be okay to call you? Yes. And in one, just as she says it, in one single bound, she just runs to the side of the ship, leaps off the edge, and is in the grass, and just see Naruto running towards <laughs> the tree line. And you just see this white wisp. And then she just vanishes into the tree line. Right. Uh, well, we uh, presumably shrug at each other and follow in our own haphazard way. Lopan is looking a little... <laughs> not that he's ever scared, but... As soon as you said about mentioning um, the maid and inviting her along, he kind of gotten like, like he was more in awe of the werewolf, but he's like scared and like his fur is kind of standing on edge, and he he, he keep on looking like he wants to say something, and he, he kind of even cringed a little bit more when you asked her to come along, but he just can't form the words, and he's just like, ship, 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 ship. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cap- the captain comes up and is like if you don't mind I am going to sit this one out we need to figure out where we are and plot a course out of here the beautiful thing about spell jamming is whatever plane of existence we land on we can always find our way home by the stars so mm-hmm. that is my job so I'm going to stay here and plot a course and hopefully when you return successful we will be ready to depart um any provisions or weapons you may need, you can help yourself to, but I think you're well stocked, uh, well rested, so I will let you do your thing. You're more than capable. I will be in my quarters plotting our courses. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, like, I, 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 we'll be fine, like, yeah, nothing to worry about. And he looks over the deck at where the maid went and was like, What would, what, like, what did she say she'd be hunting, like? I'll just stare off into the forest. <laughs> you hear a distance. I think it's better that you don't know. Nope. Yeah. Mm, she eats were gnomes. 
<laughs> One big bite. Um, you do hear distant howls again. Like oh, I'm not going to howl because my daughter's in bed. So, um, but you do. I'll, I'll put them in post. You'll hear a howl in post. I'm like, <laughs> um, and it's it's like they're distant now. They're starting off in the. Di- they seem to be moving away. Um, does anyone know anything about werewolves like um like how to hurt them and like I'm I'm sure there's something but I just can't remember like Carabash kind of is still standing he's like he just absentmindedly just says it out and he's like anything silver that'll kill him I kind of just start potting my pockets and whatnot no all I carry is gold box um and then I he... kind of clicks you don't have any like bolts of silver or silver dagger or anything like that is um, just in case like I'm sure he, this this will work like he kind of he kind of thinks for a second I'll be back in a minute just totters off down below deck and within a couple of minutes as you're prepping yourselves and getting yourselves ready he comes back and hands you ten silver bolts for your nice. crossbow thank you very Ooh. much that's out of character in character oh deadly diesel like, if it's silver yeah it tastes like silver yeah nice ask if you shall receive Deadly bows. I feel a little bit more confident now. <clears throat> oh shit. Uh, Wayne, I'm just telling you now because I think I forgot to take a long rest at the end of our last game because I still have spell slots. Yeah, there was a point now. where where we did, so you oh, yeah, just, yous, yous yeah. Did, you haven't yeah. done anything since. Yeah, yeah. You all have your long rests. You all have, you're all fully, yeah. fully maxed up and you have leveled up as well, so you know. Oh, yeah. You said you yeah. leveled up at the end of the last episode. Uh, which would bring us to oh, I'm still at five six. here. I'm a dope. Yeah, you're level six now. Um, yeah. If needs be, we can figure it out during the break. Um, but I yeah. Um, so, is there anything else anyone else wants to do before you depart the ship? Um, I heard. Well, I heard. Um, Lopan getting uh, silver equipment there, and I am. I mean, Kim loves dogs. Uh, Gray, not so much. And um, I uh, wouldn't mind an owl. <laughs> oh, that was nothing personal. That was just business. Oh, I think it was Wayne was doing a bit. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can still hear them. Oh. I'm not over that yet. It's too soon. Jeez. Sorry, that, that that needs a that needs a moment. Darling. I would have loved to pan to the druids that were currently walking first time in the city and seeing what you did. Yeah. 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 Um so I wouldn't mind uh a, a, a just a really quick look at if there's something stabby and silver that I could yeah. borrow. Zill, are you looking for anything silver or are you not not plus? Um well I do have weapons that I never use. Um yeah. hmm. I don't think there's anything that could enhance a spell, but if there's anything going begging. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gizzy. 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 Carabash kind of like. Gizzy like. Oh, it's down there. He lost. And he turns on his heels and goes back down. And he comes back up then <laughs> with a, a pair of silver daggers for uh, Bilzara. And oh, nice. a, a silver short sword for Grey. Talk it down. Talk it down. Talk it down. Um. Uh, 
Um, so that's what you have. You should be able to find that in the in the in your inventory, manager inventory, add item, and you can then search for it. If you can't find it, you can add it. Is there actually silver it. bolts? I never, because this is the first time I've ever yeah. actually done them. So we can just say they're regular bolts, but they do an extra two uh, plus two damage to a werewolf. With a special quality Ooh, for nice. big doggos. Yeah. Just um, that's if there isn't an if there isn't a special if there isn't a specific stat block for silver bolts. That's to say that's what it is against werewolves to get plus two. There's a greater um, silver sword apparently, but uh, no, but no, no, cool. I'll remember that plus two. Cool. Thank you. So these are now equipped with your little silver weapons, and it's time mm -hmm. to hold some werewolves. Um, you. All depart from the ship, I take it. The gangplank is extended uh, onto the ground and you find yourself standing on solid ground for the first time in about two days. And it's nice. It's 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 moist grass, long, very, like, apart from the tracks of the werewolf, because for some reason you don't see any tracks made by the maid. I was going uh, Freaky. But you do see werewolf tracks as it, it's the, the kind of the... the indentations in the soft grass as it long grass leading up into the tree line um, and once more <laughs> as lightning strikes through the sky off in the distance and the rain starts to pick up and fall in sheets um, the trio of you make your way from the silver spear heading towards the tree line is there okay. anything you want to do or we just go no. straight in Follow, follow the tracks as best we yeah. can. Um, it it take, yeah, it takes you about 10 minutes to get into the tree line and you're there and you, you're kind of shaking off. The, it's the rain obviously being sheltered by this thick canopy of leaves. Mm -hmm. uh, and As you enter into the forest, straight away you're met with the sense of how old it is. It's heavy, dank, that smell of kind of compost and decay is thick in the air. Um it's it's actually at a distance. It's actually quite hard to see off. About at least your your vision dissipates at least 50, 60 feet ahead of you as the thickness of the forest um, kind of starts to encroach on itself. And funnily enough, though, as thick as this forest is, and as heavy as it is, and as green as it is, I don't hear any wildlife. Uh, I don't really? like that. <laughs> oh no! Um, you don't hear like with your with all of your passive perceptions, even Lopan as you're kind of sniffing the air and stuff. Uh, Zilla and Gray, or is it, who is the higher passive? Lopan and Gray, and Zil, even Zil, you're taking it in and you're all adjusting to the, the new surroundings. There's no birds chittering. You do hear the distant howl, and you're walking mm. for a good. 20 minutes and it's just eerie silence that stench heaviness of the air that surrounds you as you push deeper and deeper um, Romy I need to you're getting deeper into the forest and you're trying to follow the, the tracks so somebody one of you is, doesn't matter who it is whoever's leading this expedition give me a survival check please. I'll survival. do it Who's doing he's that? Actually, he's, I was going to do it, but I was going to be EG, but if you want to do it instead. I'm checking to see if I, one of the, um, I don't think. Uh, I'll do it just because I'm. I'm lighting my hooded lantern when we enter mm. the forest because I can't see in the dark. I keep on 18, Wayne. 18, yeah. With the assistance of the hooded lantern that Lopan now strikes up as you enter into the forest, you manage to find the tracks. 
And Gray, you're you're you've tracked a fair bit uh, throughout your travels. You've traveled well, and you know how to find certain animals. But you see these large uh, paw marks as they kind of move through this undisturbed, mossy, uh, overgrown area, where like it's just dead leaves and dank and mud. And it's very easy to follow with that roll. And you're going. You're now traveling through the forest a good hour, and the the the, the tracks don't leave, don't give up, and keep going. Then suddenly. Off to the right, you hear a rustle. And then a sharp yelp. And tumbling through the underbrush, you see this massive fur and cloak as two creatures are wrapped in each other as they just (laughs) tumble past in front of you. And you see this mass of two bodies just stop. And there's a... You see this kind of leather leather duster-clad form rise up over what is the dead body of a very large dire wolf long grey hair down past the shoulders this person with their back to you blades in either hand green flame licking off both of the blades illuminating the area around you they stop and they spit on the the body of the dire wolf and then this turn and catch themselves as they meet you all three of you eye to eye and you see this human male old like not ancient but he's definitely past 50 um not gaunt features well chiseled jaw handsome in his youth um a kind of a trim gray goatee beard long gray hair again going past the shoulders a long leather duster leather armor high leather boots all black intricate details on it standing there cuts across his face and um, blood spattered across his body uh, the blood that was on his blades is now burnt off from the green flame and you see the body of the dire wolf with large stab wounds and cuts across his body as it's, he's just standing there oh good evening um oh permit me to introduce myself um my name is gregor hilonovich uh Excuse me. And he just faints. <laughs> and he just... Uh, Gregor. Um, and he just clumps down onto the ground, breathing heavily, eyes closed, just in front of you. Uh, him, right next to the body of this dire wolf. He's I'm just... going to be honest, like, that's the first time I've had that reaction when meeting someone like... Uh, I'll add that to the list. Uh... I'll hop over and I'm 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 worried that this might be a feint that he might be going to do something because but I am looking over the body to see if he's injured. You know he he is injured. As you get up to him, you see he has cuts in his face, um, blood, some of it mixed in, might not be his own. His armor's worn, well kept, but worn, and has cuts across it, claw marks. Uh, his duster shredded on one side of his arm. Um, his blades now, as they drop from his hand, the green flame puffs out, and he's just can I, lying. Can I do a medicine roll? See if he's—I'm not that good, but I'm just check, checking him over. Yeah, see yeah. if he's Give me a how hurt, hurt he is. Yeah. yeah, I'm heading over there too. Do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah medicine oh, check. Give me a medicine check. Yeah. Uh, only a ten. Got plus okay. one to roll the nine on me. I don't know if you can see that, but I've got the cool 
Oh, you got the, is that the Dakota no, Irish? I got the orange and, and I got the black. They were, I was going to use oh, them for the nice. sorcerer, but uh, it's Halloween, so I'm using them for low panther oh, tonight. Yeah. You know? um, the tropes are, are, are up there for, for next time. He, he is alive. He's breathing. His chest is moving up and down and breathing heavy breaths. Um, not shallow in any way. He is alive. Oh, yeah. He's just unconscious. I'm going to be honest. Like I wasn't thinking when I got got up here, but like he's definitely alive. But uh, I think this is more uh, your scene. But um, yeah, like you can and I yeah. poke him. I'm uh, I go up to him and um, uh, can I can I roll insight to see what I think of the whole scene? I mean, if you want to give me a perception rather than insight, you could take in the whole. Well, scene. it's it's more about his nature, but um, I I mean. Gray's going to cure him anyway. So okay. it doesn't even um, matter. Just if you're, I mean, he's unconscious. He's not moving. So you yeah. can look him over as much as you want before you do anything. But for what you see is this elderly man, but he looks well built, tall. He's like, he's, he is about six and a half feet tall, uh, broad. Um, he has a long black leather duster. The arm on the, on the left side is torn with claw marks. His armor is beautifully intricate as you look at it. It's like leather armor that covers his torso uh, that goes down into a kind of a large belt that's got a multitude of pockets and bottles hanging off it. Two sheaths, uh, one mm. on either leg, uh, where his blades go. Um, another blade tucked into his boot. Um, his, 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 his armor has these gorgeous kind of like curled... They look kind of like what, say, a... Zilzara, you recognise what a, an Eldritch Blast looks like, in the way. These mm -hmm. look like Eldritch Blasts that have been carved into leather armour. They curl up around the body and wow. across the chest, and as if they're exploding across his chest. And in the centre, there's a small crest. A family, it looks like a family crest. And in the family crest, it's like a large black, black kind of raven. It's wings out, that kind of come up over the crest and reach through the other side of it uh, and the like raven's the, head is turned to one side the fantasy version of the wolf shirt and the flaming flames shirt all in one he's yeah. really he's really yeah. peacocking over here yeah i'm going to cast cure wounds because obviously I don't need any spell slots later. Why would I? So <laughs> I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at first level if I can. Cool, cool. Uh, roll the L2, D8s. I will. 1D8 plus 2. 2 plus 2. It's 8. 8. Does that you, do anything? Yeah, you put your hand, you put your, your little toe beans on him and you just yeah. see this green pulse of energy just goes across and he like... <laughs> Sits bolt upright. He's like, oh, 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 and he kind of he, he looks around. He's like, oh, and picks up the daggers, twirls them in his hand, sheathes them, and then looks up and sees you. And he's like, oh, oh uh, hello. Uh, hey, it, it's okay, uh, Zil. You got your water? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> offer it to this guy. Oh, uh, okay. Or, or maybe I can uh, offer you a, a Feywild uh, carrot cigar, like. Uh... Uh, it, it is. It is okay. I do not need cigar or water. It is fine. Um, no worries. I'm gonna have one. And he kind of you see the the wounds on his face have kind of healed, and he's he's looking a bit more color in his cheek, and he's like rubbing his hair. And it's, it's a bit messy and tousled. He's like, 
Oh, and he looks over at the diary and he's like, Oh, these fucking... Hey, what are you doing out in these woods at night? What, what is going on here? Who are you people? What are you doing here? Uh, we're adventuring? Oh. Werewolf hunting, to be so precise. Um, I don't suppose that thing, because they can change, can't they? Had like a, oh. a, an eyeball crystal, did it? I, I do not know those words you're saying, but um, this is a dire wolf, um, not a werewolf. A werewolf uh, is tricky, and I, if I could take one down by myself, believe me, my friend, I would be very proud. But no, uh, you do not want to be going hunting werewolves in these woods. Do you know where you are? Uh, a forest? Like, and it did, it went in here, didn't it? And I take off uh, my glasses and just check to see if there's dirt on them. How long have you been in these woods? Not long. How long have you been here in this land? About good, like, 20 minutes. Oh, fuck. Alright, we need to get to shelter. It is, the moon is high. And if you're hunting werewolves, they are not alone. They move in packs. Or herds. They move in herds, sometimes. But oh man, you mean they do move in herds? They, they do move in herds. Oh, Tomo was right. Like... Yes. No uh, I thought they were lone wolves. Well, I think I have a recollection. I think I introduced myself. I am Gregor Hironovich, and um, and he kind of stands up, uh, does a deep bow. Welcome, Uborovia. And he just turns on his heels, follow me, and just starts moving through the forest in a different direction to where you were following. The werewolf tracks. Are, do you no. not need that for anything? And I gesture towards the direwolf corpse. Um, no, it has fulfilled the purpose I needed it to do. It fucking died and just keeps walking. I want to go over and take a toot. Yeah? Of course he does. As a memento. Yeah, of course he does. You know, uh, although I heard home. toot meaning fart, so I presume you meant... <laughs> oh no, a, a, a toot like uh, from... the one of the, the cool ones, like you know, canines. My wearing... One of its canines. Canines, yeah. Um, I, 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 I take it you say you're new here. You, you have never traveled these lands before, um, and no. How? Let me take a guess. Were you brought here by a giant hand with claws? Just grabbed mm. you. It's like no, ah. no, oh. no. Did is you... that a thing? Eh, sometimes. Did you make a pact with a large warlock, big pointy teeth, and a big cape? By any chance? No. 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 Okay, we'll check that off the list. He's doing all this while he's walking, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah we're like, um, I'm kind of like in awe of all these things. Like, what? Um, let me see. Let me see. You? Ah, ah. Was there a large green mist that kind of enveloped you and pulled you through space? Yeah, That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Right, let me explain something. Borovia, and he stops in this clearing that you're kind of starting to break into. Borovia, this land is fucked. It is a land of vampires, werewolves, zombies, gypsies who are not to be trusted because they will just take your money and then tell you some stupid fortune about being the savior of the world, and then you get all your friends killed. It is not a pretty sight, and you do not want to get involved in it. I would recommend leaving as fast as possible. Uh, you oh, can wow. work on that. Uh, but 
Um, yes, uh, there is a town just about half a mile from here. We will go have an ale and try to figure out what the fuck you are doing here. Just, a, just, just yes. a quick question, but it, like I, I got loads of questions, believe me. But just since we're late, is there a party going on or something? Because I haven't heard one single like tweet or like you know breaking the scene of deer or anything. Like, what's with your forest? Like, it's empty. Yes. See, my little funny friend, um, a lot of the wildlife here in Borovia, um, it's dead. Or it's undead sometimes. Um, we had a serious problem a few years back. There was a small infestation of... Um, have you ever heard of gnomes? <laughs> small creatures. Big ears. Like, they, go, they go for the, the knees like... Look at Loban's face! Yes. You, so, oh my, are you telling about, me like... About five years ago, we had an infestation of were gnomes. They swept through the land and completely wiped out all the wildlife. And we I, have no wildlife in this part of the woods. I, so, I, I, I turned to Zildar and Grey and I just like hands looking up going like, I told you! See, they're vicious! Like, they wiped them. No wonder there's no... I wouldn't even be here. Wow. It, it was like a I'll giant... I'll never dare you again. They seemed to form <laughs> into a giant ball of well-known, just a huge ball, and it rolled through the town. Like, <laughs> nom, 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 nom. And they just all devalued. This used to be a really beautiful place to go hunt some deer. No more deer. Deer gone. All where gnomes ate deer. Deer is fucked. And I, and I, I point down and goes, look, he's wearing shin pads too. Like, you know. Oh, you never, never leave home armor. without the shin pads. It is one of the survival tricks here in Berlin. I go straight for the meat. Like, yes. No um, one checks for bite marks I, and that's how they get you. And he kind of, as he's standing in the clearing, he looks up in the sky and he says, <laughs> And the, the the moon kind of the, the the clouds break and it's like, oh, it is a high high full moon tonight. Um, look, I locked out here meeting you, and I'm very grateful. But please, please, we must get out of these woods and get into shelter. There is a town very close by. We need to go there. So please, let us go. Um, sure. I mean, what what's in the castle? Can I ask? He kind of stops mid-stride his back to you. <laughs> and he just so kind of like... He kind of just slowly turns. He's like... Do never, never, ever, ever ask anybody about that. Do not go near the castle. Do not undertake any jobs about the castle. If somebody says to you, Hey, I have a very easy job about the castle. Go make some gold. They know. You turn on your heel and you leave. The castle, it is dead. And he just crosses himself. It is pure fucking dead. And he just keeps walking. He just turns on his heels again and he keeps walking. I, I don't think we're going to the sea word then. The castle. Can I roll inside on the last thing he said, Wayne? You can indeed. Okay. Lopan's taking him at, at face value because he just like told him that they, they exist. Yeah, I, I, I want to too. I got 15. 15. He seemed very truthful about that castle. And about okay. most things that he said so far. Right. Yeah. Including the were-gnomes. Um, <laughs> Actually, no now... start looking down now. He's never looked down before, but they're little things, so like, it could be anywhere. <laughs> okay, so um, are you following him? He's, as, this, as this Gregor character yeah. is kind of moving through the forest, are you following mm. him or what do you want to do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I, I... Yeah? 
No, no, as he's saying is like because you know we were we were chasing that like werewolf, but like if you're saying like sorry, like, Jill. Gordon, <laughs> like uh I know not to mess with gangs, so uh, yeah, I suppose we can wait it out. Like what like what time is it? Like we got here when it's dark and like Um it is mostly dark all the time. There is a few hours of sunlight, but there is a there is a curse across this land. Its former ruler was a vicious evil creature. He has cursed all of it. I will warn you, my friend. It is very difficult to leave this place. I came here five years ago looking for a job, a heist, if I'm be honest. I am very good at heists. It is part of my thing. But I am still here, fighting dire wolves, saving maidens. Rescuing children from succubi. It is a thing, but you find yourself having to reevaluate your life a lot here in Barovia. Because life is quite cheap. So, if you have a means of leaving, I would recommend you do it. Best. Get out of here. We, we, we have a few hours to kill, but like, you yeah. know, we, we, like, so there's no point in us waiting, like, so. It would have been nice to find that the werewolf on his own, like, and, you know, simply get it and move back. But, like, we're stuck here for a bit anyway, you know? Why, why, why were you hunting this lycanthrope creature? It's, I... it's someone we know. It's it's a, it's a, someone who was pretending to be somebody else. That is what werewolves do. They are shifty fuckers. They do not tell you what they are. And then all of a sudden, ran, face full of fangs. He yes. didn't steal anything from us right under my eye or anything. Like, I was aware of it, like, you know, but he was fast, so, yeah. He is going to roll inside on you. <laughs> oh, no, we should have been doing that to Loban all along. <laughs> no one told me to be quiet and not say anything, you know? Okay, so I rolled a 15. He has plus two to inside. That's a... Uh, uh, 17 you can roll a counter deception check if you wish um i actually was deliberately letting them know so uh it's okay okay i i know we have just only met and you did save my life i would have died in those woods something would have come along and la 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 eaten up poor gregor like that because i'm a tasty morsel but i can tell that this werewolf wronged you it wronged you and by, by parallel proxy of me being now indebted to you of my life, has wronged me as well. And he kind of reaches down and just, and he's tall, so he reaches right down and just grasps Lopan's shoulder. I pledge myself to whatever this is. I will help you. First, I need a drink. And he turns again and just keeps marching. He goes through the clearing and back into the woods. And you see him kind of start to disappear off in the distance. I'm liking the sound of this drink, like, you know. Yeah, me too, to be honest. Oh, he's following? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're on so, board. He's kind of tromping through the forest and Gregor is filling you with some local information about Barovia. And just so people know, uh, just for our viewers, um, this is a map of...
it is a stereotypical hammer horror village. That is what Barovia <laughs> looks like. You know, that type of Dutch architecture where you have the beams on the houses, thatch roofs, buildings that seem to be crumpled and falling into themselves. As you break through the clearing at the kind of southeast end of the village, you push it out into a dirt road that leads into streets lined on either side with these buildings that are sagging in on themselves like they're just it's like a, a deflated flan they just don't want to kind of hold themselves up anymore it's like all life is drained from the buildings the buildings have had it officially, had it officially. <laughs> it's like it's like the, the the vampires of this place have drained all the people of the blood and the place itself has drained these buildings of life they are crumpled decayed and decrepit and falling in on themselves the thatch roofs are half hanging off. The beams and buildings are just kind of like twisted and bent. And there's just a constant stench of what smells like just moss and rising damp in the air. Even though you're outdoors. Yeah. Um, and that's what Barovia smells like. There is a mist that covers the entirety of the ground as you walk. And you just hear in the distance that... Of rats as they skitter back and forth. What rats do we yeah. left alive? Um, and kind of Gregor just leads you, just stomping through the hill now, and he seems to be more like less less agitated, but still on guard, even in the village, as you make your way up and through the village itself. Physical map myself here. No reference. Um. Because, you know, I got the Curse of Strad rebrand for Crimbo a couple of years ago. Oh, so no. I, got, I, got, I got the big shit. Um, so I've got the big map of Barovia, which is nice and glossy. But I've also got the village of Barovia. Reference for. Um, but you make, yourself, make your way to the one inn that is in... The Barovian Arms. <laughs> <laughs> Does actually have um, Sorry about this, folks. No worries. Sorry. We apologize you... for these technical difficulties. Huh? Darren, did you realize you were in Barovia? No fucking way. And then when, like, Darren, you've seen, but I'm trying to be, no pounds, oblivious to, he knows nothing. But, uh, yeah, it's it's sweet. But uh, the mist didn't even click. You, you, it's amazing. Like, white mist, would have known straight away. Green mist, nope. Yeah, so I did a, I did, but I did a campaign before where I was a player, and it was all green mist. Um, was it? Gregor leads you through the village, and you wind your way up towards the north side of it, where you get to the Blood of the Vine Tavern, a decrepit-looking building that is just sitting there on the edge of the town square, 
the largest building there that you can see it's red kind of tiled roofs sticking out it it just seems to be it's weird it's it's one of these buildings that it just seems to be whitewashed over and over like somebody has put layer and layer of whitewash on top of grime and dirt that's keeping it up um it's wooden beams again like all the other buildings twisted and bent and torn it's kind of like a representation of everything around here this seems to be slightly left of center um and just a bit off and you notice now at this point as you're walking through the village that there's nobody about there's nobody on the streets there's nobody out walking around at night time there's no villagers you don't see anyone you see the odd light here and there a muted light in a in a candlelight in one or two windows um a lot of the buildings at the far end where you came from were run down and, and empty and vacant and just destitute but as you made your way up into the center of the village the tavern seems to be the one place that has some semblance of life and gregor marches up to the front door it has no windows it's just a wooden solid wooden door with iron braces across it and a large iron handle that he just swings <laughs> And you hear an echo on the far side. And after a couple of minutes, you hear the sliding of bolts on the chains and and latches and the door creaks open. You see a small eye peer out like, What do you want? Like, it is me, Gregor. I have come. It is, I, I, I wish to have libations and I've brought some adventuring companions. We have coin. All right. And you just see, like, it's like a veiled individual. You can just make out, like, a crooked nose and one eye peering out. Ah. It's just, like, kind of a, a guttural grunt as the door gently swings open. And you can feel the warmth of the interior come in. Not much warmth, but a bit of warmth. As the door swings open and you step inside. And you step into this tavern, start taking it all in. And you see a smattering of patrons, tables strewn around the place, a large roaring fire that's lit, and a round bar on the far side. Behind it, you see an old lady, very similar to the old lady that's just opened the door to you. And off in the distance, sitting at another table, kind of by herself, seemingly dealing out a deck of cards of some sort, is another old woman wrapped in a shawl. And even though there's warmth in here, there's a chill. There's just it's just a semblance of no crack at all. Um, and Gregor is kind of seems to be the only light that is there. He's like, ah, you will have um, what would you like? Ales, wines. That's pretty much it. Ale or wine? Wine, please. I'll have an ale. Two ales, one wine, and for my friend. He points at Lopan. Can I, like, have a look around and see if, like, having beer and whatnot would be the right thing to do? Just kind of. Yeah, give me a perception check. That's just, this is more of a, there's always a time to drink, but I think, I want to see if the kind of, so, uh, per, per, perception? Please, yeah. I'm going to roll it on D&D Beyond. There we go. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the pink dice. That's a 14. 14. 
Um, from what you can see of the few patrons that are here, which you are the largest group, people are taking drinks, drinking away. Uh, even one of the barmaid, the well, not the barmaid, but the old crone behind the bar is is having an odd tipple, a small sherry glass. There doesn't seem to be anything that is untowards to anything that's been drank or by anyone here. And Gregor seems to know these people and has ordered and is ordering drinks for everyone. It'd be the first, just you know, just to get the lay of the land, but like. And yeah, like, I'll have a glass of wine, like, you know. They're not me by any chance, do you? And the kind of, the crow that had opened the door, who had closed it and is now making her way back towards the table, kind of like cackles, like, <laughs> as you say mead, and just kind of goes behind the bar and pours out two, three nondescript glasses of red wine and a pint of a very flat ale and kind of <laughs> slides them across the bar. And Gregor puts down a couple of coins kind of gestures towards one of the open tables. Is there anything else he's wanted to do? He's going to take a seat? Yeah. Yeah. Taking yeah. the decor of the place and like... Yeah. Everyone takes their drinks, takes a seat, and kind of Gregor is sitting there is like, well, this is probably the only sanctum you can come to that is kind of safe. And as you look around and take it all in, um... And your previous perception check, Lopan, you saw this as well, but you're all looking around this and you see that there are plethora of knickknacks on the wall, holy symbols, arcane engravings, reeds of garlic, um, just kind of different family portraits. One in particular of three young girls that is over the bar that have these three young ladies uh, in typical Barovian attire. Uh, I think kind of beermeister, beer wench type of attire, and this is a very old kind of painting of them, um, and it's it seems to be like a well worn place, but it seems to be well warded as well. And just as you're taking it all in, just as you realise that this place seems to be some sort of sanctum, and Azil, you definitely see this yourself. Mm. You can sense the arcane nature of some of these. Just as this sinks in, and you're all taking into your drinks. You hear off in the distance, not too far distance, a chorus of howls that seem to grow louder and louder. That's where we're going to take a break. Oh, great. So, folks, this has been the first half of our Halloween episode. Um, we're going to go into our giveaway after the break and announce a mystery prize from Dublin City Comics to celebrate our Halloween episode. Don't forget, uh, as always, uh, you can check out our sponsors, Dublin City Comics at dublincitycomics.ie and Dakota Irish at dakotairish.com. There's a discount code down below there for Dakota Irish. And there's the email address, or the URL for Dublin City Comics down there. So we are, we've been sourcing shenanigans for the first half of your Halloween episode. Hope it's been nice and spooky. We will see you after the break. Welcome back, folks. Um, for the break, we mentioned that Dublin City Comics, our fantastic sponsor, have done something special for us this month. We are doing a mystery prize for our Halloween episode. Ooh. A mystery giveaway. So we 
don't know what the price is. It's a big mystery, honestly. So it's a big, massive question mark. It's going to be tabletop RPG, comic book centric. It's going to have a few different things, a few different flavors, but it's going to be specifically crafted by Dublin City Comics to give away to you lovely people as a big giveaway for Halloween. So, oh, hi, you lucky people. You lucky, <laughs> lucky people. <laughs> um, so the question we're going to ask is also going to be centric to this episode. So as we have discovered, we are in Barovia. What is the name of the Lord that oversees or controls or maniacally decimates this land? What is the name of the Lord? He is a very famous Lord in the world of D&D and in particular in Ravenloft. So everyone should know who this character is. Um, if you're not, you can Google it. You just Google Ravenloft and you'll see the character's name. So who is the Lord that oversees this land, that owns that castle that sits on that craggy mountain that's overlooking the village of Barovia. Who is that Lord? Type your answers below in the comment section. Share the video online, tagging the Irish podcast, and you will be in a chance to win the fantastic mystery prize from Dublin City Comics. We will announce what the prize is after the episode goes up, and we will put it up on all our social media, showing you what the contents of the prize is. Um, but please do enter, share it, Tag us on all the social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. We're on all of them. And you can find us all there. Uh, and do share it about. Tell people to enter. Tell people to check us out and spread the word about Sorcery Shenanigans because we're here to have a bit of fun and enjoy the world of tabletop RPGs uh, across the board. So that's we're all here for a bit of crack. So do tell people about us and check us out and enter into the competition because the prize could be yours. So thank you so much to our sponsors, Dublin City Comics, for the giveaway. Also check out our sponsors, Dakota Irish, Dakota, Dakota Irish, uh, dakotairish.com. And that is the discount code down below for this month so you can get a discount off their website. So without further ado, we're going to jump straight back into the game. We left off where our group of spooked adventurers have met Gregor Horonovich and are now sitting in the uh, Blood of the Vine Tavern in the village of Barovia. They have their libations. And as they sip the first sip from their drinks and check out the arcane and very religious symbol symbology around the room of this tavern, they hear approaching in the distance a chorus of howls piercing the night and chills run up their spines. Group, what are you doing? Um, low pattern would like to hide, please. <laughs> she is rolling her eyes. Like uh, Gray wants to be a hero, but also wants to stay alive till tomorrow to get back on the ship. Um, I think our new friend could probably uh, give us some advice about what to do. <laughs> Gregor is Gregor. literally just like, he's like, like, are you not? Oh, no. Are you not worried about the fact that, like, you know, that that that, that noise is pretty pretty close, like, you know? Uh, I I have to be honest with you, my friends. Um, I I have been quite honest with you up to this point. It is it is been and for me. It is the most honest I've been in at least a week. But I will <laughs> tell you, 
It's not that I brought you here under false pretenses. I did not really give you the pretenses to begin with. There was no pretense, but I need your assistance in a matter that involves this village and the situation we all now find ourselves in. You remember the dire wolf that I fought in, very courageously, I might add. And he kind of is saying <laughs> yeah. this, he's saying this kind of to the room rather than at you guys. Like very courageously, I might add, and the, the the three kind of crones that are in the kind of in the bar, well, the one over in the far corner and the two behind the bar. And you notice now, coming from the back of the bar, there's a a, a, a kind of a, a mutton chopped, adorned, chunky bar barman, kind of is carrying a keg and hoisting it down. And he looks up and sees the extra people in the room and kind of nods at Gregor, who's like, as Gregor says, quite courageously, I might add. Um, you see. This town, this village of Borovia is cursed. Like everywhere in this forsaken land. <laughs> cursed. This is cursed. That is cursed. Like Yes. This what? even I, I guarantee you probably this tank will avail. It's probably cursed. But welcome to Borovia, what can I say? But um you see the children. The children. Something happened to the children of this village about a week ago. They were taken from their beds by who everyone here believes to be a roaming band of werewolves. And then I meet you in the forest and you very courageously, very courageously saved me, brought me back from the brink of death. And you mentioned you are hunting a werewolf. So I said to myself, Gregor, you need to bring these people to the village. They are clearly very capable and could probably help you solve this mystery about the children. And he looks, oh, at, Zale, looks at Zale in particular, he's like, you, you look like a very caring individual and you obviously want to help with this. <laughs> oh, Zale nearly chokes on her wine. I know it is very upsetting about the children. I, I, I find it hard to drink too. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm glad you have so much faith in us. I look at Zill quickly. Um, uh, where Do you know where they went? Uh, I believe the tracks, if I'm not mistaken, um, led into the forest, but I... I tracked them as best I could and it went cold. And I believed that I stumbled upon a pack of dire wolves. It's rare to stumble upon wildlife in that forest, as I mentioned. Well known, you know, big ball, munching through. But I thought it was them. I thought I caught them. They just turned out to be wolves. Very capable wolves. I killed, I killed two of them in their lair. And then the large alpha we fought fought like like wolves I suppose but yes and that's when I met you I believed I'd found the children and then I was mistaken what we believe has happened is that they were taken as hostage ransom because things in this town have not been the same over the last year or two due to circumstance and a change in the power dynamic of the land so these werewolves are vying for a foothold. 
in this village and they wish to breed a new brood of little pups. Hence, they took the children. Okay. Uh, they, they took them for ransom. Did they, who did they, did they try to claim ransom? No, I don't believe they took them for ransom. I think they took them to turn them into werewolves, were children. Oh, okay, sorry, I, I I misheard you. I'm sorry. I'm not saying your accent is thick or anything. Uh, I just have hair in my ears. That is fine. I do not judge you for having hairy ears. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, well... Um, do you think we're going to find ourselves walking in the direction of that noise? Um, from the sound of it, if I'm not mistaken, he looks over at the kind of bar gingerly. I do believe they sound like they're coming to us, actually. Great. Great, great. That's great, right, guys? Do we have any idea how big that is? Is it just three werewolves? Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, and he kind of looks up at, at the three sisters uh, behind the bar, or two sisters behind the bar, how many did, did Petra say she saw? Was it four? Four? Five? Five? Five. Five. There were five. And Petra managed to stab one of them with her pitchfork. Um the people of the village are very deft with their pitchforks. It's a thing. Um, but um, he managed to get one of them with the pitchfork, but it wasn't silver. We don't have silver pitchforks. We are a poor village. So, unfortunately, it was injured and then got away. So, five. Um, okay. Uh, hmm. We have silver things. That's good. Hey, guys, do you think we'd be able to spot Bright Eyes again? Well, like, I don't know. Like, well, just look for the werewolf that's kind of like holding. Well, he's not holding his amulet. Like, no, I took it. Yeah. So, like, any, 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 that's probably him, like, you know. He might have taken some damage from that explosion. Or look for the werewolf with three eyes, like, you know, two in his head and one in his hand, like. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's if he's carrying that. Well, or if it's I, stuck in the ship. I Ray, don't. I still have uh, the amulet. Um, I do. Okay, roll me an arcana check, please. You want me to do it? Well, I'm holding it. Rule of finders keepers. <laughs> Six. Oh, well, Six. oh, I, I was, I was just, I didn't want to take it. I was just like, I have a, a higher. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. oh, I know, I know, I know. <clears throat> um, Zilzar, you have noticed since you've been in this place that there is a, a level of home. Yeah, it's not, warded, not like, right? Yeah, not like you're on the ship or anything like. But it, there is something about this place that is, it's got well, some kind of arcane home to it. And there's a trio of old ladies uh, behind the. Chekhov's three young ones. What are their names? Like Winnie, Sarah, and Mary? (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not going to go Sanderson sisters on this one. Uh, Sanderson sisters. Work. 
put a spell on you. Hmm. Um, I've never seen that either. Shush you. I know. I know. Have you yet to see the second one, but the first one was good. I watched it. Was it good, or was it what I'm hearing? It's a kid's film. It's a kid's yeah. film. Yeah, okay. they really like, talk about virgins a lot for a kid's film. That's the only reason I haven't watched it with the do. kids. They do. Yeah, there is a lot of virgin bashing in the first one, actually. But um, the first one had, I think, well, we watched them back to back. And the first one, the humor in it is hilarious. And Thora Birch is just all sass. Um, oh, Thora Birch is a kid. She's the yeah, kid. She's the kid. Oh. She was meant to come back for this one, but her filming schedule didn't sync up. She was actually filming something else. She wanted to come back and then oh, it just oh, didn't sync. So she couldn't do it. We got the awesomeness that is Hannah Waddington. Rebecca yeah. from Ted Lasso. <gasps> she was stunning. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'll stop them. Um, yeah. yeah. Um So the three, so the, there's there's three there's three thrones, sisters. Three sisters. You know, that's that's a nice little coven right there. Um so actually can I roll an arcana check and get a better understanding of the place that we're in and I don't know if I want to suss out what the sisters or the three old ladies' magic capabilities are. Do I need to roll separately for that way? No, roll, roll a general arcana check for me. If you're reaching out with your senses, because Zilzara can do this, it's part of her character mm-hmm. trait where she grasps Jabbit her crystal and starts to. Does that, does my, do, if I use my um, crystal, does that. Um, Give anything to my arcana roll, or no? Um, I'll tell you, it gives the advantage. Okay, what happens? Haha, <laughs> so it was eleven, was the highest roll. No. Okay. Um, you kind of sit there and you're kind of twirling your crystal in your hand as you're listening to Gregor waffle on and your mind is just waffling on about the situation in this village and you're kind of half interested and your mind starts to reach out and you sense the arcane pulses coming from certain artifacts and symbols and sigils that are in this room that stretch across the walls and up and then your mind reaches out and hits the bar and the two sisters that are behind the bar, kind of, one of them kind of chatting absentmindedly to the barman. The barman, the other one just leaning, chewing on something in her mouth, like, and then sipping some sherry. And you kind of just glance. Your mind glances off their presence, and you sense something. With that role, you sense something. There is definite arcane abilities there. And then you, you just, you happen to just turn, and your eyes glance to the woman in the corner that is just dealing out cards and it flares and then just dissipates straight away just gone like it's literally just and she doesn't stop dealing cards she just slowly looks up and looks in your direction no and then just looks back down and just keeps dealing out cards oh is she apparently though So um, I'm going to uh, 
relay that bit of information to my comrades. Um, I, I, I did think it was a bit odd having a card game on your own. Like you're, even if you win, you're taking your own money. So no wonder no one's sitting down. Like that's just weird. Yeah, maybe she's doing it for practice. Oh no, it's good to so, like, you know get, get the odd practice in, like you know. But like you don't do it, you don't you don't like do it out in the open where everyone can see, you know. I don't know. What do you think, so What's she? Uh, I think. What's she here for? Mm, not quite sure yet. She's definitely a force to be reckoned with. This place, um, will protect us. I think, from what's outside, if we want to take those bad boys on, um, we're probably going to have to go out and, and meet them. Well, they're, they're on their way, like, so I suppose, like, we could, like, I'm definitely not, like, we're, after finding out that the kids are being taken, like, we can't, like, on good conscience leave here without, like, helping, like, you know, but, um... So- so you think you think this building has protections? Yep. Oh, that could be. Like, yeah, I was gonna like. What's with the holy symbols? Like, are you saying this out loud, Lopa? Yeah. Because, um, as you kind of gesture out, you see the you hear this from the corner where the woman is dealing the deck of cards. They are for earth protection from. All things that wish to do us harm. Tell me, little one, do you plan to do harm? I, like, always have a plan, but, like, um, not to anyone here, like, you know. It'd be a bad call to be invited in and, like, have a, have a wine and do harm no 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 I'm, I'm fine um do you hmm i do not know i'm i'm gonna hop Let off the bar stool me see i'm i'm wandering over or hopping over hopping's gonna be a thing now um <laughs> is this your card by any chance? I'm. I'm kind of like got this look of like ah, oh, and then like uh, a. But it's more. It's it's trying to fight back to you know build up confidence. But I'm like, whoa! How'd you do that, like? Like, why does it have pictures on it? You have come very far, haven't you? And I kind of turn around to the others and go like, but she's, she knows I came very far here. Yeah, Lopen, I, that might be an easy one to call, but. Well, I, I, I have a feeling it's not because I'm short. Like, I think she actually knows I came like, on a great distance, like, you know, there's no pun or anything intended, like. Okay, look. I have, uh, I have been taught uh, by people that were actually quite superstitious that people who can read fortunes and things are sometimes part of 
something malevolent or I've heard that uh, they're tapping into uh, unwanted energies to get that information. Uh, I don't know how to feel about it myself. I haven't met many fortune tellers, but uh, could you could you let her read you a little bit more about leave if it gets creepy? Ah, well, to be honest with you, I didn't actually realize until you said it. So she can do me fortune. I I, I don't know, and I can you? I'm looking at Grain. I'm looking at her and kind of looking at the cards. Yeah, and I'm hoping she hasn't heard me. I look looking sheepish. Yeah. I'll tell if she has. Yeah, I know she has. Unless, unless you know, thieves can't. Tell me, little one. Is this your other card? <gasps> is the artwork like that, or is it kind of like me on it? It's it's just somebody picking a pocket. All right, all right. No way! Like, what's the odds? Like, now I'm not like that anymore like you know not that I was ever like you know I'm a respectful honourable kind of you know do you yeah. wish to know your future if it's not too much trouble like I think that'd be deadly like cross my palm with silver oh man and I whisper this oh go. Ah, deadly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was going to actually be polite and go, I'm sorry, Onya. I take out, uh, and I look at her kind of going, uh, I drop two in, two gold, and I kind of look gold. to see. Yeah. To see if it's gold. You drop the gold, and her hand just, just vanishes into her robes, and she picks up her deck, and she shuffles the deck. Tell me. She starts to deal out the cards. And you see the lift up one and place it. And then she lifts up another one and she places it. And you notice now that the entire room is wrapped and people are just listening in. And oh. it's just, she just seems to be just controlling the room, even just by shuffling cards. And it's it's unnerving to you slightly. Uh, roll me uh, an arcana check, please, Zilzara. Ooh. There he is. There he is a 19. 19. You can sense that there is something here, definitely. And it's it's coming up across from the table. As she does this, you just see, as you kind of close your eyes and grasp your crystal, your mind reaches out and you can just see spirals. An arcane symbol is whirling around this woman and in turn ever so slightly around the two women at the bar. Are they and... malevolent or can I tell that? Give me an insight check and you can tell. Insight, she says. Ah, she... Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Three. Three. <laughs> you can't, it, there's, there's definitely an, uh, an arcane aura, but you can't tell. You also notice that the barman has something about him as well, but it's distant and far away. But it's it's like a link somewhere. The crone deals out the cards and a cross shape in front of you, Lopan. And she taps the ones for you to pick up in order. She says, 
she grabs some pills, pokes it, pulls out the rogue card that you'd seen previously. Mm-hmm. And then she pulls out the thief card that she's seen previously. And then she pulls out one, lifts it up and says, You will travel through the mists. But we did. It was green, like. And you will travel to a land controlled by one who controls the dead. Oh, Oh, no, I don't like that at all. You will survive the encounter with the beast. But that is all the cards can see for now. And in one flourish, she just fluffles the cards again. And they just just go into one big pile in front of her. But she sits back and sips her sherry. No, no, hang, no but like you said, we'd survive the beast. But what about the, the Nikki, the necromancer? Like, you didn't, like... It, it, oh. The cards have spoken, child. Dare you judge them yourself? Um... Thanks. Um, and I, I kind of like hop off the bar stool and was like, so who's next? I ah. find myself weary for the night. I must retire. And she kind of creaks up out of her chair and moves over to the bar and gestures towards her sisters and vanishes behind a red velvet curtain off to one side. <laughs> Wow, theatrical exit. Um, yeah, I... Uh, hey, Lopin, I presume that's kind of... I presume we're going to be together. I presume that's everybody's fortune. I, I like, I hope so. Like, I didn't see any pictures of you there, like... But, um... Like, maybe she didn't have those cards at hand, like, you know? Well, I think she was just talking to you. But, uh, yeah. like, one thing I did pick up on, like... You know, she said we, well, I'd survive and then pause dramatically and then just said the beast. But she never, like, she never mentioned the other lad, like, that did the zombies. Like, that's not good. Like, you know, I want to survive everything. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't like the undead. Uh, but it, the way she said it, it seemed like it was in that order. So it seems oh, like. So what we're saying is, I'll have to get through Nikki to get to the beast and then, like, um, all right, I just didn't like. Didn't think. I think that's what it sounded like. Although, like, I'm giving them credit right now for reading your fortune. When, as far as we know, based on what people have said to me before, I mean, they could be the one sending the beast and the Nikki. Nikki, I like that. It's kind of too cute. Do you think the name is too cute for? Well, well, like we, you know, like um, it's kind of like a play on words, like you know, because like because necromancers are so powerful. Like if you sit down and you do your research, you realize, oh bollocks, you don't want to mess with a person like that. But like by calling them Nikki, I'm you know, you know, tricking myself and believing that you, you know, like he. Ah, take the threat out of it. Yeah, pr- pr- pretty much like... Um, it's actually quite clever, Logan. Yeah. Like, uh, I, oh, I tried wow. to do it with everything, but like, you know, she already got there with the beast and I, you know, it's kind of like more worried about the fact that I might be 
you know, not surviving after the big beastie. So, well, like, yeah. Well, it also listen, like she... I, it's good to kind of like when you deal with. Not that I have ever fought a, a necromancer before, but I, I kind of like to think that maybe, you know, it'll it'll throw him off if I say that, and then like that's when I go, yeah, and like you know, but uh, maybe um, that might can, be my. Can plan. I ask? Have you this? You really have not faced anything like what that's this. Look, I, I have seen her read people before. It is a beautiful sight. It's all mystical and woo. But I have seen people not heed her warnings and die horrible deaths. Horrible deaths. I've had the readings done about four times and survived because of what she has warned me about. So I would recommend at least taking some of it on board. Oh, no, no. Totally sorry. Like, um, like I apologize if I'm, I'm, I'm like... Uh, this happens a lot like i'm not taking the piss i'm like uh just i have a different way of viewing things like you know so well i i recommend that we decide on what the plan of action is if you wish to help me that is excellent i Uh, really appreciate it but if you want to get whatever you're looking for with this werewolf creature that you're hunting i would recommend sticking with me i can guide you gregor knows things well, if if you're saying like there's five of them, it'd be good to have. Certainly one. evens the odds. Yeah. How much time I, do you think we have before they get here? Oh, and he kind of picks up his tankard and looks into it and is like, I'd say about, about five minutes. Oh my god. Okay. Um, we think. So, guys, we think this place is under protection. That's right. They're not going to come in here if that's the case. So we're going to have to go out there and fight. Um, Zill, we want to give you range, right? So you can blow stuff up. Could you, like, open a window and shoot out from the window? So at least you'll be protected and then we can get them from outside, like. Is there an upstairs to this place? There is. There is, yeah. That's where the lodging is and stuff, so. Oh, yes. Uh, or I can get up on the roof. On another note, like, do you guys know anything about necromancers and what they do? Like, No. Um, he's uh, give me a hip, history, history check or an arcana check if he's want. Yeah, I'll do I'm an arcana gonna, check. I've heard. I'm going to do a history check, see if I remember anything happening on my way. Oh, 24. <laughs> Ooh. Did you get a B? 23, 23. Okay, yeah. The two of you and your travels and your dealings have definitely heard of necromancers and 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 people that have dealt with like you know the the undead and the raising of the dead and that type of magic, dark magics, and it never ends well for anyone involved, be it the people that are victims of them or the actual necromancers themselves. Um, they are generally sought out, hunted, and killed um, by. You know, burgeoning adventurers who are looking for coin and notoriety. So, but you are getting the idea that this place is a bit different than your usual run-of-the-mill place where necromancers might live. A lot of it here seems to stick heavier than it would be in your regular day-to-day. This seems to be a place of darkness, though where werewolves and vampires roam the lands. So necromancers might be right at home. And you get all that information because you rolled ridiculously fucking high. Um, so, Is yeah. Are there any, any tips, like, if we bump into them, like? 
He might be one of the werewolves. I'm going to say as an aside to Gray, we also have our friend uh, outside who is seeing to her dinner, but, you know, we have her as backup, remember? Made. Um, Say that again. I'm sure she's busy, like... My internet just fell out during that whole sentence. What was what was it you were saying? <laughs> I said, um, I said to Gray, we also have our friend who's currently just seeing to her dinner. Uh, we can call on her should we need some um Oh yeah. Do you think she's out there? I can get a message to her. I'm sure oh, yeah, she, that'd she, be she, good. She, Bring her in for sure. Uh, ooh. Can I cast message? It's 120 feet though. You can give it a whirl. Okay. Uh, I am going to. Oh no. It's within range, 120 feet. No, she's going to be more than 120 feet away, right? It depends <laughs> what Wayne decides. It depends. Like it really depends on what you're what you're going to do. We're going to we are going to roll for it and see, but the dice are going to decide. But you can yeah. give it a try if you're going to try and message her to see if she's close by. Okay, what I'm going to do is going to I'm going to concentrate on her uh, and use my my uh, amethyst crystal. Um, and I am going to whisper uh, to her the rough position of the inn um, and let her know we need her help. I don't think it worked. Okay, what did what did you roll there? I rolled a seven. You rolled a seven, but there's no roll for. Oh, message. sorry. I thought you said you had to roll. No, we're going to roll for it to decide whether she hears it or not. But there's no. Okay. So what? Sorry, I should have explained that better. Apologies. So it's okay. You basically try and send whatever you're trying to send to her. Say your yeah. message. Try and cast yeah. a spell. And then I'm going to try. I'm going to roll for her to see if she ah, see if she picks it up. Apologies, that's on me. I completely messed that up. So yeah, go right ahead. Okay. So I'm going to cast it. Uh, and because I have mad sorcery skills, I don't even have to talk when I'm <laughs> casting spells. No, you can do it in messages. In my mind. I can kill you in my brain. <laughs> so what are you going to say? I Sorry, I, I said there, I'm, I'm going to tell her we're uh, so okay, we're at the we're at the tavern in the woods. We need your help. <laughs> Werewolves are coming. Okay, right. So I'm going to use my information. Actually, she's going to roll. She heard you. I rolled yeah. a natural nineteen plus four. Wow. So she is within the vicinity. You just hear echoed in your mind. 
I am on the way. And she just landed. It's like it's like just a whisper in the back of your head. Um, as you come back out of your message trance, all of you then hear literally. It, it, it sounds like it's outside the door. You just hear a chorus of howls once more. And Gregor kind of just slams down his tank. He's like, right, um, okay, right. And he spins out his daggers and the, the two women behind the, the bar is like, we have told you before, keep them sheathed when you're in here. This is a sanctuary, no weapons. He's like, I am just getting them ready. Calm down. And he just spins, spins them again, doesn't fly, fire them up. He's like, okay, let me explain. Right, the way these fuckers fight, it is generally, they either try to siphon out the weak ones and then take them down really quickly. Or they will, two people, two of them will just jump one individual and drag them off into an alleyway and devour the shit out of them. So what I would recommend is we do not split up. We stay in a group and we fight them one to one. So make them come to us. If you have silver, if you have something that can burn them, all the better. We can take them down quick. If it get the fight goes on too long, we are in danger. They will go stronger. They will heal. They will regenerate. Be wary of that. I have fought a few werewolves in my time and live to see today at least. That's hopefully we will all see tomorrow. Right. Oh, let us go. I am getting psyched up. I am getting psyched up. Ready to go. <laughs> right. What is the plan? Do we have a plan? Let us have a plan. Um, going to start stretching since he just said limber up. I'm like, that's and he's going to just start, yeah, quick stretching and getting ready. Do we? Might do we? It. You just said, Gregor. You just said we shouldn't split up. So our idea of me going up high maybe not a good idea. I can fire oh, missiles. No. Hey, if you if you have magic abilities, I just took you for some badass bitch with blades. You look like that. It's all the leather and the straps and stuff. But if you can fire stuff out of your fingers, that is amazing. I can do that too. It's quite impressive. I impress myself sometimes. I have that wow. It is good. So if you can do that at a distance, feel free. <laughs> oh my god, Gregor is live. <laughs> um, when uh... Oh my god, I'm so distracted by how funny he is. Um... What was I going to say? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take out my silver short sword. Okay. Um, do we... Uh, uh, if we see one that we think is bright eyes, are we trying to save him? I think we're pretty much trying to wipe him out, right? Mm, at this point? I I'm mean, not we're saving gonna him. To, we're going to have to fight for our lives, but maybe maybe he'll realize that uh i don't know how much of him is still in there hey gregor how much of them is still in there how much of them was really him uh, how do you know yeah. he wasn't lying yeah uh, i i've i've never really delved into the psyche of a werewolf they're generally trying to bite your face so i just like eh. okay i, I don't Good sit point. down and have conversations it's not it's kind of a an aggressive moment Okay. I, I think it'd be difficult as they're like, you know, trying to 
whip your head yeah, off like big the, pointy like... teeth just going at your face you don't really want to go hey tell me about your feelings maybe we can work it out it's not really a okay. thing <laughs> All right. I, I suppose like if you're great like if you want to just on the moral dilemma like when we're a bit like if un unless we're going stealthy like when we go to attack them we could say something like you know surrender or die and if they don't go with the surrender like we're kind of justified in them dying yeah i suppose like it's just in case he was important to somebody on this ship but uh i don't think that's the case really i think he was he was stowing there for his own ends so he just needed transport i'd say it's gonna be a bloodbath kind of like you know like on thinking on it like the fact that only he kind of survived and three others like it's kind of a bit dodge you know yeah maybe all right, we ready? I'm, I'm so, never ready, but I'll give it a go. Like, uh, so. Zill, you've got your spot. Uh, yeah, where's upstairs that I can either kind of get up? I don't know whether I should get up onto the roof or like just hang out from a window where I can shoot it. Um, yeah, I think probably like whatever balcony type thing or a window. I don't know that. I, I want them to be able to knock you off the roof, Cesar. Um, one of the sisters kind of rocks over the one wearing the yellow dress. So they they, they are kind of color-coded. One is a yellow kind of garment. The other one is red and the other one is blue. The one that was red is the one that's fucked off. But the one in the yellow dress comes over and she's like, kind of, kind of like, I will show you a place where you can snipe them from if you wish. And she kind of starts to gesture towards the back stairs at the far so end of the room. And uh, she leads Zill off if Zill follows. Yep. Um, Zill, you're brought up through this building that's rickety and old, and every step on the staircase is creaky, and the water is like, and you just feel like it's going to collapse at any second. You get up to the first floor of the building. It's, only, it's literally two floors, and uh, it's a, a thin, windy, bent corridor. Um, and she leads you to the end of it and takes a sharp left into a long room with double bay windows that look out over the town square. And as you get up to it, she kind of slowly opens the windows that are, you know, like those crisscross iron latticed yeah. windows. They're like those. Yeah. She opens them out and they creak and they're covered in moss and dirt and you couldn't see through them if you tried. So she opens them gently and you look out. Give me a perception check, please, as you look out onto the town hall or the town square. 15. 15. You see movement, but in the shadows. You can't make out what it is. It's just, you look and it's like as if there's something in your peripheral that was there and it's gone. But there's definitely something out there. And then as you look out into the town square, you see like a fountain that ordains the center, no water in it, overrun with dirt and moss and grime cracked earth below it the mist kind of pouring around it the, the distant buildings that are all falling and sagging in on themselves and there's enough out there to kind of cover anything that's moving so you find it hard to see stuff the the kind of moon is now still high in the sky the clouds have parted and the thunder and lightning and the rain has stopped and it's it is a, it, any other night you'd be like this is amazing I'm just going to sit and chill beautiful mm -hmm. Pure goth, like, you know, okay. and uh, it's 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 gorgeous, but there's also a level of ominous 
stillness to it. Like it's the deep breath before the plunge type of a situation. Down, back down in the, in the bells of the, the, the blood and the vine, the rest of you are kind of limbering up and getting ready. Azil has picked her sniping spot to look out over the town square. What are the rest of you doing at this point? Uh, we're heading out front, aren't we, Lopan? We're going with uh, going with our mate. Yeah, like I'm gonna don't just I might disappear, but don't worry, I'll be near. Oh, that ruined. That's dead. You gotta remember that. Ah, uh, how far are you going for me? Oh, uh, well, on a good day, I'll probably be right beside you, but you won't see me. But we'll, I'm not gonna jinx. Oh, I see what you mean. Can I just curse myself there? Alex. Um, <laughs> but like, I'll, if I if I'm not there, I'll be right back. Oh, shite, no, I definitely did now. <laughs> um, yeah, Please just, just forget that. what I just said, and uh, yeah, just focus on the. Uh, I'll be, I'll be there. You'll see me bolts. Yeah, let's go. Definitely, okay. definitely jinx myself. I gotta get better at this and start mumbling to myself as we walk out. Okay, but I'm gonna hide. That's what I do. Okay. okay, but you're gonna be. I'm gonna be near. Okay. Like, I, I work right. better when I'm hidden for a bit and then I shoot. Okay. okay. I uh, yeah, I'm holding my short sword and I'm just. Do my my uh, character loading screen action. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wayne. I should say I'm gonna go stealth because it's that's probably yeah. No, I kind of figured. Yeah, yeah he got that. <laughs> it's hide action, but it's but I'm going stealthy. Like yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Um, ninja, it's default setting. Ninja vanish, even though I'm not ninja. Right. Okay. So. Uh, Gregor kind of spins his blades and reaches out. It's like. Like, stay behind me if you can stealth definitely do that I will be doing a bit of that when everything when, when the general shite hits the fan so let us try to all stay alive yes and he kind of gently opens the door and and steps out into the mist the mist starts rolling in and it's thicker and soupier now as the cold air hits you after being inside for at least the last 45 minutes and you step in into the cold night air of, of the village of Barovia. Kind of thinking it's very much a wild bunch situation. Gregor steps out, Lopan on one side, disappearing down into the mist. Grey on the other. The door <laughs> locks behind you in like quick successions. You hear them like, <laughs> like just it, it, lightning speed on the far end, just locking the doors. And Zilzara, then you're looking down and you see trio step out into the into the kind of town square the mist rolling around them Gregor standing above both Grey and Lopan obviously as Lopan kind of seems to just hunker down into the mist you barely see the tips of his ears pointing mm. at the top um, Grey give me a perception check please okay. Lopan you can give me one too as well but at disadvantage alright um that's 11 for me. Oh, I don't have my... Uh... It's a full moon, so it's well lit, isn't it? It's well lit, but you're down in the mists, kind of hunkering, stealthing. Yeah. Well, I, but, I don't uh... have the uh, the light source on, because then they'll see me. On exactly, it. yeah. So, but yeah, um, so I can use <clears throat> on that perception, sorry. <clears throat> Let's do the... Lopan, sorry, Grey, what did you get? I got, should remember, 11. 11, okay. Very hard for a father to have fun not to go number 11 every time. 
Lope, how much you get? Well, going by that, I got number eight. Eight. Uh, okay. Thankfully, Gregor got 18. He's like, he kind of points one of his daggers out and he just flicks his wrist and a green flame licks up the dagger and kind of starts to illuminate the air in front of him. All right. I do see you out there in the darkness, moving, shifting. If you wish to talk, we can talk. But I know that your kind just will do the our throats out. So, what do you say? Shall we dance? And he then ignites the flame on the other blade as well. And you watch as the shadows start to peel off from the kind of the darker corners of the, of, of the night. And these large six and a half foot, seven foot, eight foot tall forms just start to meld out of the mist and move together in unison towards the trio. Five in total as these large shaggy matted fur caked in blood, dirt and grime start to move and skulk towards you. Jaws slathering with saliva. <laughs> Eyes blinking light in the light. Just, just, you just see these pinpricks of light in the darkness as they move out of the shadow into your field of vision. Zilzar, from where you are, you see them all come in. Um, I'm going to do this real quick. How far away are they? I see can I throw a magic missile at them? They are about <laughs> 80 feet from you. Right. Um, about 60 feet from the rest of the group. Can I magic missile the nearest one? You can if you wish, yeah. Kick it off if you wish. But they're just slowly stalking out of the darkness towards well, the trio. Claws extended. So they're making their intentions known. <laughs> um, right. I am going to cast magic missile at third level, which means there's five darts, one for each of them. Oh. So roll damage. They automatically hit, so roll damage. Damage. Oh, fuck, how many fucking darts is there? Oh, then it take two. Wow. Yeah. Well, no, you can't okay, miss at what level? Third. Third level, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they all take 1d4 plus 1 damage. Yeah. Yeah, grand. So I rolled five of them there. So bar one, they all took two damage. One took three. So, okay. the, so pick whichever one takes an extra one point. Sure. You are all standing there in the mist as it swirls around you, watching these large forms just blend out of the darkness and into the night as the moonlight catches their fur. They're covered in crap, dirt, blood. They just look horrible, these huge monstrosities. And then there's a large popping sound as like just these, this barrage of magic missiles just catch each of them in turn across their bodies, singeing hair, the smell of burnt ozone as the eldritch, as the, sorry, as the, as the eldritch magic just curls and blackens up around them as they go, oh. they all turn and look at each other, snarling. 
<laughs> they start lunging and leap through the air towards you. Claws out. And that's where we get in tonight's episode. There, right there. Right there the no! no! I wanted to fly! Oh. <laughs> Evil! I, I, did my, I did my little picture of where they all are. And oh. <laughs> You're just going to have to wait, Kimbo. I'm just going to write blue balls. Pretty <laughs> much. Very good. Oh my God. How could I not end it there? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the magic missile got, went off, I was like, ah, grand, we're going to do the fight. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the first part of our two-part Halloween special. This is going to roll into November um, because we're just having too much fun in Barovia and I couldn't just deprive them of this chaos. So... Um, Halloween takes two months for us anyway. It does pretty much. It yeah. does. Right? It should. It should properly take two months before mm-hmm. we have to. Ghouls before Yules. That's that's my motto. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it. Um, so, folks, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, don't forget to enter into the competition. Who is the Lord of Ravenloft? Who oversees and dominates the land of Barovia? Answers below in the comment section. Share the video, tag Irish Pubcast, and the mystery prize from Dublin City Comics could be yours. Uh, check out our sponsors, Dublin City Comics and Dakota Irish. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, here on YouTube. Share and like, do all that malarkey. Thank you so much. I've been your DM, Wayne. Um, these have been all your fantastic players. Some of us in costume, the better half of us in costume, the other half of us not in costume. So fair play to the ladies for giving it their all. And uh, folks, no, with 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 Darren, it's just like it's just like Bruce Wayne. Well, you know, I, Darren I is the costume. Say this, but Darren this... actually couldn't make it tonight, so he hired a changeling. And this oh, is oh, <laughs> a lot more better than more better. It's a word. Look it up. Um, then Darren... Darren, he's still in town. I'm a changeling. Several furry creatures. In a suit, pretty much. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not three. It's not three cobalt in a in a in a t shirt. It's a three and um, three wear gnomes in a trench coat. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> that has to be a team. <laughs> Folks, have a good one. See you next episode. See you later. Take care. Bye.